This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Civic View. I'm your host, Chance Levins, and I serve as your digital media specialist here at the City of Crestview. One of my primary roles is to help facilitate communication between you and your local government. And here at City Hall and all across the city, we believe in transparency and we value civic engagement. And we hope this podcast will be a great opportunity for both. So let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. Uh, This episode is actually going to be our season one wrap-up episode or season finale episode, and we're going to take a couple weeks off, and then we'll be back around the um, beginning of the year with some new, great, um, civically engaging episodes. Now, uh, because it is the uh, wrap-up episode or season one episode, I wanted to spend some time talking about the early days of Crestview. Uh, When we started this podcast, the city manager, Tim Bolduck, and I uh, spent a lot of time talking about the future of Crestview and the direction that we were going in. And so I thought, what better way to wrap this season up than to spend some time talking about where we came from? Because what better way to know where we're going than to look at where we've been already? And to do that, I have our public information officer and amateur Crestview historian, Brian Hughes, as well as our GIS analyst, um, here at the city, Nicola, Nicholas Schwent. Now, part of the reason why I have Brian here is because he loves the early days of Crestview. And um, one of the reasons why I have Nick here is because while we've been rewriting the land development code and looking at the way we do zoning and stuff, Nick spent a lot of time digging into the past of Crestview as far as maps and documents and things like that go. So he's got a pretty good uh, in on that. So I want to say thank you to Nick for joining me today. Yeah, Thanks for having me here. I'm, I'm glad you came out. And also thank you uh, to Brian as well. My pleasure. It's something I love talking about. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get into it then. So first I want to just kind of talk about the early days of Crestview and how we came to be. I know that Early on, we were part of, was it just Walton County was what it was called? Uh, yep, we, we were the uh, easternmost part of Walton County. And uh, one of the big problems was the county seat was over there in Defuniac Springs. And being up here in the boonies, there was no access for people to get to their uh, county government. And we can go back uh, probably to Representative William Maypoles and thank him because he's the one who really pushed to carve a county out of Santa Rosa and Walton County and make a whole brand new county. And that that was us that essentially was us. at the time. I mean, I mean, the early first early ca- uh, county seat here was uh, Mil. I meant in Milton. Listen to me, Milligan, right? Uh, that was the first one after we became a county, and uh, the legislature appointed Milligan. And um, Milligan was actually in the running for county seat uh, way back then, too. There were four uh, cities vying for it. This wasn't, well, you're, which, are you talking about um, Walton County originally or Okaloosa? No, Okaloosa. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The legislature appointed Milligan as the new Okaloosa interim seat, and it was understood it would be interim. And they kind of liked having the county seat. So uh, they threw their hat in the ring along with Baker, Crestview, and Laurel Hill. Yeah. And when you think about Baker and Laurel Hill today, you can't imagine those being our county seat because both are very charming small communities. And um, 
but 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 they were, and you know, they had their own banks. Uh, Laurel Hill had a movie theater, hmm. and um, all of them were served by the railroads. And of course, right. it's the railroad that we owe our founding to. Yeah, I mean, if it had it. Well, that and the fact that we had things to put on the railroad. I mean, we had yeah. turpentine, we had heart pine lumber, we had blueberries that a lot of people don't know about was a big cash crop for us for it, many, it many years. That, that came along in the 20s. They, It was the rabbit eye blueberry and blueberry curve still bears the name, except newcomers don't know that. No, no. I mean, they, a lot of the stuff in some parts of Northern Crestview, even in here in Crestview, we're not just talking about Garden City and Laurel Hill, but some of the Northern parts of Crestview, there's still plenty of places where you can find wild blueberries. And uh, they're unique to this area. Their, their flavor and the way they taste are this region of the United States. Um, but so when, when we talk about that, then I, I want to get into a little bit of the actual founding of Crestview. Um, Nick, you know around what time we started as a city because you've actually found some of the minutes from some of the original council meetings. Yeah, so you you know you can go back and we have the old books of the recording of the minutes. And so the first town council minutes, I believe, were April 26th, 1916. So we have those documents. And, and even earlier than that, we have uh, just a it's a little sheet of paper, a letter saying, "Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna meet at this church in Crestview, and we're gonna vote on whether or not we want to become an annexed, you know, incorporated township." Yeah. township. And then after that, uh, we functioned as one for about a year, and then in 1917, Florida passed a state law that said, "Okay, we recognize your incorporation. Everything that you've done up until this point is deemed legal. You're in." And so at that point, you know, everything was was good and it gets a little wishy-washy because you know the first it, looking back at the ordinances you know the first 200 ordinances kind of were written and then it, it looks like they were repealed and replaced and it's, it's an interesting <laughs> well i imagine anytime you're founding a community there's a lot of um <laughs> let's do this and then someone else comes along and goes but i don't want to do that let's do this and and, and, and it looks like it was rewritten because you, you go back and look and even though the city or the town was incorporated in 1916, the date on a lot of those ordinances is 1924. Uh, I don't, you know, <laughs> I haven't looked that much into it, but it's just one of those curious things where when I get a minute, I'm going to. Okay, but. so so we'll just say starting around the mid-1920s, that's when we really started to flourish as a, as a town. And uh, Nick brought up one of my favorite historic pieces of trivia and I really wanted this when we had our, our staff development day and we did a trivia uh, event um, but there's an oak tree that was where Casey Electric stands now so if you're heading over the railroad overpass going north on State Road 85 as you go down the other side off there on the right is Casey Electric's compound and in what's now the compound, there was an oak tree, and it was under that oak tree that you can say Crestview was actually founded because that's where the vote was held uh, to incorporate in the city and make it uh, its own individual entity. Yeah, and that that this the Main Street area. I say this because it's we're on Wilson Street here at City Hall in the Civic View Studios, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and in this surrounding area. Um, if I remember from one of the maps I saw in your office, Nick, this is this this plot this area here um i don't know how you know it was like maybe two square miles if it's even that uh yeah. was the kind of like original founding area right? so so se- when it when it comes to the actual incorporation when we incorporated in section or in in 1916 the state said okay well 
1928, you have to have a survey of Crestview. So in 1928, we had a big, it's called a section, it's a big division of land, and, and that was Crestview. But even earlier than that, I think in 1908, we had, it was five blocks by four blocks that were surveyed of Crestview, and it was the south, the south end had the railroad, and the middle was pretty much Main Street. And so where City Hall is right now on Wilson Street was included in that land survey from 1908. Okay, so so we're going way back. So even as, as a community, this course section here has existed, you know, well over 100 years. Oh, so... In the 1880s, uh, it was already growing. You think about the very first Crestview railway station, and the railway was everything at the time. If it wasn't for the railway, uh, Crestview probably would have been developed, but much later. Uh, But those early surveyors sat there on horseback up on this crest and admired the view. But it, it was good high land. It was surrounded on three sides by the Shoal River on the east and then on the south and then the Yellow River on the west. But it was above all of those rivers, above right. their floodplains, and it was just the perfect place to put a station. And it fit in with the five-mile um, limitation. It wasn't a limitation, but it was kind of their five-mile development rule because every five miles there was a railroad camp to build the railroad. Right. And and you look at a map of Northwest Florida and you see that the county seats are spaced, you know, in 10 mile increments apart from each other. Um, they're the little villages in between are about five miles apart. And that's because all of those were railroad villages. So it just marched across the from Pensacola towards Jacksonville. Well, that's cool. OK, so the so when we talk about Old Spanish Trail and we talk about Highway 90, because that's yeah. basically, you know, Spanish Trail, um, th- is that just something that uh, this organically occurred because of the railroad? Uh Kind of, sort of. The term, the Old Spanish Trail, was actually uh, uh, in the early days of the automobile. The organizations like the American Automobile Association and, of course, gas companies wanted to promote going on automobile trips. And loading the wife and kids in a car and going off for a drive was like um, one of the most exciting things you could do. And the longer your trip, the better, because then you could have motels and you could have these gas stations and all of that. And they needed to have some sort of cachet to make it really cool to do the east to the west thing. And what is now Highway 90, they called the Old Spanish Trail. And I've seen an early map that was very cool and it showed all these wonderful places you can stay. And on the outskirts of Crestview, when I first came here in 2005, there were still two of these old classic 20s motor courts there. Um, one of them was over by the VFW Lodge, and unfortunately that got knocked down. And then there was one on Highway 90 um, on the hill up to Valley Road and the Armory. And that was another one. And they was, they actually rented out the cabins. And I know that because— Yeah, I, I know the one on 90 that you're talking yeah, about. I mean, yeah, and that's unfortunately gone too. But my boss lived in one, so that's how we kind of knew it was there. <laughs> well, that's, that's cool. I mean, I, I kind of assumed— that was sort of how it came about, you yeah, know. Yeah, it was a marketing thing. And so, um, when, when I think about that, so when we say you know this is historic downtown Crestview, we we mean it because it it literally oh, is man. a historic portion of it, and it and it's 
part of it exists because of the fact that we had the railroad and that we had Highway 90, that we had these rivers surrounding us because they were used as uh, a means to transport as well. Yeah. Um, if you spend any time on Blackwater or Yellow River, you can see the stops they drove in the ground to help guide the logs as the, you know from one point to another to the mills and things like that. Um, and then, of course, if we jump a little bit more forward we can get into you know to when eglin came in and uh slightly slightly after world war ii I it think, was right or right around 1930s uh, it was actually a depression era project from maxwell air force base in alabama i think and they wanted a branch where they could kind of practice out over the gulf of mexico more conveniently and remember these are biplanes so they didn't have the range of uh, even world war ii era aircraft right and it was a civilian conservation corps partial project and i understand some of those old original buildings are still on eglin that'd be cool yeah it would be fun to go down and see what they look like. i mean they were just shacks they were wooden shacks uh when the city did our world war ii event we had a, fr- a gentleman brought in a photo of one of the earliest buildings but they just plowed a field out there and put people to work making a field in you know, sand spur <laughs> and pine trees. And it's amazing to think that the world's largest air base grew out of that. Yeah. As a project to put people to work. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool. It's interesting when you look at the old maps before Eglin moved in before, you know, the mid 1930s, it was that whole area was a national forest. And so you th- <clears throat> you hear about, you know, Okaloosa County was considered Baker, Crestview, Laurel Hill and Milligan. Well, Back in those times, everything south of here was a national forest. There was stuff going on in, in Fort Walton, but Camp it, Walton, Camp Walton, and and Boggy, which was Niceville, but none of that stuff blew up really until you know the the forties when when Eglin really came in. Yeah, I think that's you could probably kind of look at how the wealth started to move yeah. south from that point, and then we get the interstate. It comes in and it yeah. kind of killed the highway 90s appeal and and moved commerce even further south as far as crestview itself is concerned i know that that was something that affected a business that my grandparents had built um on main street so they kind of sold it and got out of it at that point but um you know and you were talking about how everything grew from the railroad and up main street yeah and crestview is very fortunate that we still have a viable downtown in main street a lot of communities just destroyed their downtowns and you know the box stores came in and all the downtown died and we have been very fortunate that our downtown clings on and we actually have new businesses coming in because the retail uh, the retail shopping model is no longer the suburban shopping mall. You know, people say, oh, we need a shopping mall, right. except shopping malls are closing more than they're being built throughout the country. And the model is, if you look at Destin Commons, it's a fake community with a fake main street, even has parking meters. Yeah. And heck, Crestview was ahead of our time by you know, like 100 <laughs> years before this trend came in. And Main Street Crestview is like, was such a unique shopping experience that you have stuff there that you can't get anywhere else. Like I bought a machete down at Crestview Plumbing and Hardware because I needed a machete and I knew I was not going to walk into Walmart and find that. Yeah. So it's you know it's held its own, and we are also fortunate that even though there was some trendy 
aluminum facades slapped on some of the older buildings, they in fact ended up preserving the brick underneath. Yeah. So merchants and uh, building owners, um, you, know, I, you can credit people like uh, Brad Stewart and Stewart Law Firm, as they pulled that tacky old 60s aluminum off, they found beautifully preserved brick. Uh, they found wall murals on the side. Um, you're not going to find that out in the burbs where you know buildings are shot up, knocked down, and something new built on the place and probably sells mattresses. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's we do we do have that 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 unique opportunity uh, in our Main Street area and for businesses to come in and we're working on that. That's something that the CRA and Main Street Association are focusing on um, over the next few years and trying to make that a, a a whole experience for everybody to to engage in it um now uh i want to i want to shift back in time a little bit um and not get too too carried away i, I have a question for you nick and i might be putting you on the spot a little bit no, so we'll, we'll test your knowledge i know we'd had a conversation about some of these early you study a lot of plots of lands and things like that because that's involved in your job and uh I imagine there were probably, you know, there's no story like the founding of Rome where there were two brothers that came in and, you know, made Crestview. But I'm sure there were probably a few people that were fairly responsible for the founding of the area that started it. Yeah. So that original, like he, uh, Brian was talking about, you know, it really started being developed in the late 1800s, uh, like the 1880s. Now that 1908 survey, it's not a plat. But it was a survey showing it's almost like a sales map. Like this is these people are going to own this. These people are going to own this. The only names that were really on that map were the railroad, like the 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 property with the parking lot for City Hall was owned by the railroad in 1908 and is still owned by the railroad now, which is a little piece of trivia that I really like. It's interesting to me. But um, no, the first the first branching out and and you know staking a claim on land that I can surmise is the railroad came in and a guy by the name of Doc Powell came in and, and built what was called a, the Powell House. And so the Powell House was, you know, people coming in on the railroad would stay there. And that was, I think maybe it was the block, the block right north of the railroad on Main Street, kind of where Desi's is now, that block. Um, and so I'm assuming, you know, I don't know everything about that area, but after something like that is put down, things are going to start springing up around it because right. people are going to need to buy things yeah um well that's like obviously the people listening can't see it but brian has a copy of the forkland um on the table here with us and i've spent some st time studying that a few times for a couple projects i've done and uh they have a couple copies at the library and there's another one that's like a visual history of this area as well they also they sell copies of them at the baker block museum also okay, cool so shout out baker block museum um but I, re I read in there, I thought I read in there, um, the railroad was was in part part of what was bringing people into Crestview. And there was kind of like a, it seems funny to say it now, but there was almost like a population explosion um, that occurred. Like I saw an ad in that, <laughs> in that book for a guy, the first doctor that we had that had come in. And then there was a, did he have a brother that was a dentist or am I remembering that right? I don't, so, so we basically, we just slowly started to build a town and then we had a schoolhouse and eventually we got a hospital and, um, actually what 
would become I think it was a school, then it was a hospital. Now it's the manor, right? And the county owns part of the building there at 85 and 90. Yeah, the, the first hospital was built by the Enzer brothers, who were a bunch of doctors. And um, they came back to their hometown and said, we need medical services in this growing town. So they built Enzer Brother Hospitals, which was off of Highway 90. Uh, the first one burned down, I think, and they built another one. Everything used Everything to burn down. Burn. Everything I've kept noticed that. <laughs> the, first, the first school was, was where the manor was. It was at the intersection of 85 and 90, right north of the courthouse, and, and that burned down. And then they, in I believe it burnt down in 53... Uh, the high school, yeah. The high school. And then after that, they replaced it with a hospital, and then that hospital became the manor, I believe. Uh, yeah, so the Christie yeah, Fire Department used to be really busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, actually, the, the very first school was um, also, I think it was the Masonic Lodge at the time, and it's where Garden of Memory Cemetery is. And there were some really funny stories that you can find in the Forkland. And I, I just rave about the Forkland. It's one of those books where you... Oh, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing I wish somebody would do, they could, you know, like, maybe we need a couple students to do it as a class project, is to make an index for it. Because Miss Betty and Miss Claudia, you know, did a great job of assembling this stuff. But, you know, and it's done chronologically. And the th one of the things, you know, you're trying to look something up and you just get so lost in there just reading these fabulous old stories. But anyway, um, one of the, they, they had this schoolhouse that was built and schools at the time. And it was a problem that continued well into the 60s was, you know, without air conditioning, they would open up all the doors and windows and you'd be in the middle of, you know, studying. And all of a sudden a goat or a dog or something <laughs> would walk into your classroom <laughs> Um, you talk to people in their 40s and 50s today, and they say, oh, yeah, I remember over at Northwood, you know, we, we had this dog that would always come into the classroom, and we loved it because it broke up class for the day. And they had problems like that, and they had problems <laughs> with kids playing pranks and releasing animals into their other well, siblings' classrooms and stuff. And That's back when school was fun. Yeah. <laughs> now there's no time for that. You have to study for exams. Um, that, yeah, that, that's, uh, it, I, I just, you know, like I, I could do a whole podcast on, on some of the cool early history of Crestview cause it's pretty wild. Uh, there's just so much that we miss because we're always just looking, we're always just looking forward, you know, because yeah. as, as people and the way we exist, you know, that that's how our lives are is we're always, you know, the next day and the next day and the next day. Um, and but, you can, you can learn so much from your past, especially you know, things not to do. Yeah. Well, that's where we, that's where Nick's the expert. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, with, with redoing the LDC right now, I was, I was going through the ordinances and looking for annexations, but you, you see, uh, the planning, the original planning board and zoning code was established in 1953. Um, and, and elements of it look almost identical to what we have in our code today. And then, they did the first zoning map and, and they really fleshed things out in 1964 with the, they called it the zoning ordinance. I think it's like 464, 466. And they did a zoning map. And, and again, that 1964 ordinance is what until now we have been just amending and tacking on to and making small changes to. And so that's what, one of the things that made us realize, you know, it was we're, time for a change. we're working with 60 year old code yeah. And so much has changed that you can't just put band-aids on. Right. So so coming back to 
the land development code, which was kind of the zoning code, with, you know, complete fresh perspective was what we we're trying to do there yeah so let's so to add a little civics to civic views episode this week you know that that's that is one of those things that we are doing that we looked at the past like you know we're doing in this episode of the podcast so that we could um build towards the future and as i always say that's what we're trying to do here we're trying to look forward we're trying to bring crestview forward um and with that i think that will do it for this episode i want to thank both you uh thank you nick for joining me today no problem and thank you brian for joining me oh my pleasure um i think we'll probably try to do a couple more of these history episodes because i think it's pretty cool and hopefully um people uh will enjoy it so that as always thank you for joining us crestview and we'll catch you next time Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. If you would like to listen to future episodes, you can find them at civicview.podbean.com. That's C-I-V-I-C-V-I-E-W.P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. You can also download their app for free in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for your smartphone or tablet. Civic View is a public affairs program that can be heard Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. on WJSBAM and WAAZ-FM. Our musical is produced and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at City of Crestview, and you you can also listen to the program on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.